Now, just when you think it couldn't get any more strange, if this works, I'm never one for the old um, visuals. George couldn't believe it when he saw me with a laptop. Next week, we are going to go into this series about prayer. And a few of us were, have been in conversation for a week or two about prayers in uh, movies or television based around this particular uh, two episodes of West Wing, which I think are the reason that God allowed moving pictures. Um, now, let me give you a little bit of a context. Of, for those who were here in November 2009 when I did it in the Alexander Hall, forgive me for repeating myself. Um, two weeks, last week, I was on Pause for Thought last Wednesday morning, and the theme for the week was Messaging God which I thought was a really interesting message from God that we were looking at prayer in Lent. And um, so I was thinking at the start of last week about messaging God. This Wednesday, uh, the theme is standing at the, or Tuesday rather, better not go in on Wednesday, better be there on Tuesday. It's not just weddings that I could be late for, um, is standing at the crossroads. So I'm kind of messaging God last week in my mind in any free time I have trying to think I need 300 words on messaging God. And this week I'm thinking 300 words on standing at the crossroads. And then in the midst of that, we're looking at this book by Pete Gregg on how to pray. And all of that's mushing around inside my head as I come to think about the sermon today. And so I couldn't help myself but to go into West Wing. Now the problem we have with this, let me have a show of hands. How many people have seen West Wing? Quite a number. Are, how many are familiar with the two cathedrals, which is the two parts? Okay. How many of you are just in love with those two episodes so that I know of a couple of friends in the building? This is an amazing two-parter at the end of um, series two. And if you don't know West Wing, West Wing. It's the West Wing of uh, uh, White House. And we are following Jed Bartlett. Hence our dog is called Jed. Um, we're following Jed Bartlett, who's the president, played wonderfully by Martin Sheen. And um, if you want to know about American politics, don't go to seminars. This is the one. Um, character development, amazing. The humor, hilarious. Uh, the tension, the drama, wonderful. Um, and President Bartlett, in this situation at the end of uh, um, the second series, um, he's coming to have to make a decision of whether he'll stand again for another four years. He's told his wife that he won't stand again for another four years, but what does that mean, ladies? Yeah, you're aware. Um, he's also come to admit that he's got MS and that he didn't tell the electorate the first time around that he had MS. And so these things are weighing on him. They're really weighing on him. Um, uh, he feels he's betraying his wife. He feels he's betrayed the nation. And he's making that decision, should he stand again? And it looks as if he's not going to stand again. And there's other things. There's all the kinds of things that are going on at a national level um, that are weighing him down. Things that he didn't succeed at or things that are too big, he thinks, for him to sort out. This stuff's going on around him as well. And then, just to make all matters worse, Mrs. Lanningham, who was his father's assistant and became his assistant has just been killed in a car accident coming to the White House in the first new car that she'd ever bought in her life. So all this stuff is weighing around in this Catholic president's head. 
and they go to the funeral of Mrs. Lanningham. And at the funeral of Mrs. Lanningham, all this stuff is wearing around in his head, and it seems to me, it seems to me, I, I'm willing to be contradicted, but it seems to me we have these two episodes uh, where God and Jed Bartlett are having one off on each other. He's angry at God. He's got things going on in himself. And he has a decision to make. Messaging God one week, standing at the crossroads the next week, and he lets all of this out. But I want to give you a little clip before we get to the main scene, and then we'll come out of the main scene into God speaking back. This is at the funeral. And what happens in this uh, double episode is we go back to his youth where he's at school, and his father's the headmaster of the school, and Mrs. Lanningham comes to him and asks him if he would defend the woman in the school who you might know are not getting paid the same amount of money as the men in the school. And this is her test to him. She, want, she wants him to bring this up with um, his father. And this plays into where God speaks to him later on. And if you like, this is God wrestling with Jed Bartlett already. But this is a scene just to help you understand what happens later. Miss Mueller gets paid an additional $200 a year to conduct the choir and band, while Mr. Bryan gets paid an additional $400 a year to coach the rowing team. Crew. What? It's not rowing, it's crew. If Florence Chadwick is a married woman with no dependence, and Mr. Hopkins has a family of four to support. If we paid people according to how many children they had to support, the Malcolm Bunny, the groundskeeper, would get triple what the headmaster gets. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. You've known it since I brought it up. You've known it since before that. What do you want me to do about it? I want you to bring it up with your father. I'm not a woman, and I don't work here. The women who do are afraid for their jobs. If they bring it up, they're afraid for their jobs. What is it you're afraid of? Why do you talk to me like this? Because you never had a big sister, and you need one. Look at you. You're a boy king. You're a foot smarter than the smartest kids in the class. You're blessed with inspiration. You must know this by now. You must have sensed it. Look. If you think we're wrong, if you think Mr. Hopkins should honestly get paid more than Mrs. Chadwick, then I respect that. But if you think we're right, and you won't speak up because you can't be bothered, then God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. Come inside. I'll call Triple A. Miss Mueller gets half as much to teach music as Mr. Ryan gets to coach crew. You're gonna do it. Oh, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. When? Just then. You stuck your hands in your pockets, you looked away and smiled. That means you made up your mind. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, yes, it does. I stuck my hands in my pockets. And looked away and smiled. We're in. Now, Fitzroy, if you want to know about the looking away and smiling, then you're going to have to go home and watch the whole thing because I'm not playing that for you today. But you can see the point. If you think it's wrong that she gets half of what he gets, then that's all right. But if, no, if you think it's right, then that's okay. But if you think it's wrong and don't do anything about it, then God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. Okay? Remember that. Hold that. Now, we're at the funeral. As you're aware, that was a flashback from the funeral. The funeral's over, and you've got to be ready for this. When Bono and Eugene Peterson, I sh we showed this last year in Fitzroy, did that talk about the Psalms, they talked about, Eugene Peterson talked about how we need words for cussing God. 
Sadly, Bono hasn't found any and uses the old originals. But we need words Eugene Peterson was saying about how we can be realistic with God. How can we be honest with God? How can we rage against God? A little warning, there might be some of that in here. Here is a very angry believer confronting his God. Watch this. It was a beautiful service, I thought. I thought it was a beautiful service. Yeah. She was a real dame, old friend. A real broad. Yeah. We've got to go back to the office now, sir. Yeah. We've got some decisions to make now. Leo, would you do me a favor? Yeah. Would you ask the agents to seal the cathedral? You're a son of a bitch, you know that? She bought her first new car and you hit her with a drunk driver. What? Is that supposed to be funny? You can't conceive, nor can I, the appalling strangeness of the mercy of God, says Graham Greene. I don't know whose ass he was kissing there, because I think you're just vindictive. What was Josh Lyman? A warning shot? That was my son. What did I ever do to yours but praise his glory and praise his name? There's a tropical storm that's gaining speed and power. They say we haven't had a storm this bad since you took out that tender ship of mine in the North Atlantic last year. 68 crew. You know what a tender ship does? fixes the other ships. Doesn't even carry guns, just goes around, fixes the other ships, and delivers the mail. That's all it can do. Gracias, Tibiago Domine. Yes, I lied. It was a sin. I've committed many sins. Have I displeased you, you feckless thug? 3.8 million new jobs, that wasn't good. <laughs> Bailed out Mexico, increased foreign trade. 30 million new acres of land for conservation. Put Mendoza on the bench. We're not fighting a war. I've raised three children. That's not enough to buy me out of the doghouse. Hey, Kratom, Adeo Pio. Adeo Justo. Adeo Shito. Cruciatos and Crucia. Tuis in terra servos nuntias fui. Officium perfecce. Cruciatos and Crucia. Eos and Crucium. You get horns. Hoynes is the other one that will stand in his place and not such a good president it would, be seen, it would seem but he gives up on God as he leaves the cathedral the cigarette 
you're going to have to go home and watch if you want to know the significance of that. But the last scene I want to show you is, here's a, a guy who's angry with God. Here's a, go, here's a guy who's been messaging God in words, trying to find words to cuss God, as Eugene was asking for. But here's a guy who's also looking for guidance as to what he should do next from the same God. He mentions in this rant against God about this storm coming up the east coast of America. He's been tracking this storm the whole way through the episode. And it would seem to me that during the tracking of this storm, he sees it as something a little bit extraordinary. This is not just an ordinary storm. Who has caused this storm to happen at this point? He keeps asking for weather reports. He keeps asking when the last time a storm came at this stage because it seems as if he might be thinking that God still wants to say something to him. When we're angry with God, when we rant with God, that could be quite easy. We could, after everybody's in tea and coffee this morning, depending on who the, uh, the team is that are uh, the welcome team this morning, we could block out the whole cathedral here in Fitzroy and you could come all the way up and down here and shout at God all you like. But then what? It's not just a one-way conversation between us and God. We've got to learn what happens when God messages us, which was the point of my pause for thought on Tuesday morning. It wasn't the messages I send God, which are quite easy. It's when God sends us a message back. And even though there seems to be this stamping the cigarette out in the cathedral floor in order to say that's me done with God, Jed Bartlett is still listening for God. Here's the next scene. Don't forget, Mrs. Lanningham is dead. How about a child born in this minute has a one in five chance of being born into poverty? 
How many Americans don't have health insurance? 44 million. What's the number one cause of death for black men under 35? Homicide. How many Americans are behind bars? 3 million. How many Americans are drug addicts? 5 million. And what about kids in poverty? It's 13 million American children. 3.5 million kids go to schools that are literally falling apart. We need 127 billion in school construction. We need it today. To say nothing of 53 people trapped in this. Yes. You know, if you don't want to run again, I respect that. But if you don't run because you think it's going to be too hard or you think you're going to lose, well, God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. West Wing fans. What a place to turn it off. The reason that Mark Knopfler wrote Brothers in Arms. So he's in the face of the storm, aware that when that door opened, that God was breaking in and that he had to make the decision. Interestingly, going back to that scene that we had earlier at school, where Mrs. Lanningham puts him under pressure and says, if you're not prepared to score or to stand because you're afraid, then Jed, I don't even want to know you. It may be interesting in your life and it may not be, but that tends to be what God does with me. When there's a, something coming down the road, God uses the same tactics to guide me as he's been doing since I was about 18 or 19 or 20 might be for you. I found it interesting in this that that was the way that Jed Bartlett seemed to find out what he should be doing and how he should be guided. But how long in the Bible, how long in the Psalms is an everyday chant almost? So many times do we hear it. Psalm 13 we've already read and prayed through. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Psalm 6, how long, Lord, how long? Psalm 10, why, Lord, do you stand far off? Psalm 35, how long, Lord, will you look on? Psalm 44, awake, Lord, why do you sleep? Psalm 89, how long, Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Psalm 79, how long, Lord, will you be angry forever? Psalm 74, how long will the enemy mock you, God? Psalm 94, how long, Lord, will the wicked, how long will the wicked be jubilant? All of us in Fitzroy this morning have probably reasons to rant at God for the circumstances going on in our lives or the lives of our friends. Many of us in our prayers over the last number of months, and I know this because there was many of them on WhatsApp, have wrestled with God. Moments of 
just almost losing it with God and wanting that injection that would relieve us from the intensity of the prayers, the, the hope that we hoped those prayers would bring. We need to find ways to be honest with God. But we also need to find ways to listen to God. And Jed Bartlett found a way to listen to God. He listened to God by those things that were going on around him that seemed to be too extraordinary, that seemed to be beyond humanity. And going back into his life to see the things that had shaped him and made him into who he was now. What are the lessons we might learn from Psalm 13 or all those other Psalms? What are the lessons we might learn from one TV or two episodes from one TV series that tries to get into this complex, layered relationship that we have with God? Oh yes, in some ways it's real easy. We can close our eyes and say our prayers like David was teaching the children so wonderfully earlier on. But conversations, communication back and forth with God is not always easy. And maybe over these next seven weeks, with the help of Pete Gregg and the scripture and other kinds of ways, we might learn how we can talk to God, how we can listen to God, even in the midst of all that is raging around us. Let's pray together. Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Lord, we pray for each one of us this morning. Individuals, families, a community. And we pray that you will help us as we deal with all those things going on in our lives. That you will help us to know how to bring them to you in prayer. And that you will help us to know where to look for our answers. But that as all that goes on, that the underlying foundation of our lives would be a trust in your unfailing love and hearts rejoicing in your salvation. Lord, walk with us. Talk with us. The patience of your unconditional love as we journey forward, not only speaking to one another, having fellowship with one another, but doing this daring thing of conversing with the living God. Help us to converse with you. In Jesus' name, amen.